Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And uh, we're moving right along here in our AFC West team previews. Uh, we're looking at the Los Angeles Chargers right now. And uh, yeah, we're going to hop right into the screen shares. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you're listening to any of the podcasting platforms, I highly recommend checking us out on YouTube. I think that's where it's at. You see the screen shares and you get all the information that I show on the screen. So uh, definitely worth, the, I think, the check. So let's hop right into it. We're on the team pages of uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Head coach Anthony Lynn. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Steichen? Not sure how to say it. Um, but anyways, we got some new stuff going on here in the Chargers system. Um, Ken Wisenhunt has been there for a while, but now we see the new offensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn's been there for a while, so we like that. Uh, but it's really hard to talk about the Chargers without you know worrying about this quarterback position for all of our players. So we got Tyrod Taylor and first-round draft pick Justin Herbert. Easton Sticks, the main backup guy. But I, I really don't know if we're going to be able to see Tyrod Taylor start for the full season, especially if this team's losing games. They're going to be calling for Justin Herbert to play. So uh, the quarterback is what's going to make this team go for fantasy uh, or not. So uh, I, don't, I really can't, you know, advise getting a guy like Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert on my team for redraft. Maybe in a super flex, if you wanted to wait to be like one of the last guys to take a quarterback and snag Tyrod as like your quarterback, you know, three, maybe that might be the, the best thing to do. And then we're going to see Herbert probably not start right away. He might not even play all this year depending on how the team's doing. So it's all about Tyrod Taylor here. I think they're going to give him as much opportunity as possible. He does have uh, experience with head coach Anthony Lynn. So I think it's going to be a longer leash, definitely a longer leash than we saw in Cleveland. So uh, I'm excited for Tyrod Taylor to get us, you know, to get a starting chance here and we'll see if he can run with it. Um, but I mean, it's really the quarterback play that's going to limit the upside of all the other players that we would normally want. Um, so look no further than running back Austin Eckler. With Melvin Gordon out of the room, they paid Austin Eckler. They got Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, and then a bunch of guys here just trying to make the team. But it's really all about Eckler, uh, Justin Jackson, and Josh Kelly. Um, we look at what Austin Eckler did last year, and it was pretty crazy. Uh, ended up as PPR RB number four. You know, 92 catches, 993 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns. 19.6 fantasy points per game. Um, only 132 carries for about 557 yards, uh, but it's the receiving ability that we love about Austin Eckler. So I've seen Austin Eckler go as early as the second round. I think I, I think there's guys with more upside, um, especially because of the just the quarterback situation makes me nervous. Um, I mean, 92 receptions. There's almost no way he catches 92 receptions this year. Uh, playing with Phil Rivers. A guy who has notoriously, you know, been a, a solid producer for running backs in the passing game. I mean, look at some of his backs, like Ladanian Tomlinson. He had even Ryan Matthews, Danny Woodhead, um, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. These guys benefited greatly uh, from playing with Philip Rivers. He loved the checkdowns to the running backs. Um, so, I mean, there's no way Austin Eckler is going to see 92 receptions this year. Maybe he's going to, you know finish somewhere in the 60s 70s and maybe 80s even but I think that's the number that's coming down for sure um, so I'm nervous about that but with Melvin Gordon being out of the way maybe we see uh, I guess let's just look at some of Austin Eckler's stats before Melvin Gordon came back and that's where we see 
uh, some of these really, really big games uh, from Austin Eckler. And beginning of the season, you know, 12 attempts, 17 attempts, 18 attempts. I would imagine he's going to get the ball uh, 12 to 15 times, you know, on the ground. So I think that could be. Uh, I mean, if Eckler is going to produce as an RB1, it's going to be because of his boosted rushing stats, not so much his pass receiving ability. I still think that he's got the upside of five to six catches per game, um, but that's only going to come out to, you know, 70 to 80, 80 catches at the most. So I still like Austin Eckler. He's probably one of my favorite running back twos, but I, I don't think I can justify uh, banking on Eckler to be an RB1 this year. I think he looks great as my RB2. I'll take that all day. Uh, but I think we just got to lower our expectations just a little bit. And then you got to realize that some of his numbers, I mean, I don't know if he's going to hit these big 29, 39 uh, point games. I think his season's going to look a little bit more like we see at the end of the year when Melvin Gordon returned. And you see all these double digit games are great. That's perfect for an RB2. Um, but I mean, a floor of 10 to 12, 13 points, and then he's going to you know, have a boom week every now and then. So I think realistically the second half of uh, last season is what we should expect and there's just almost no way that he's going to be able to keep these uh these big you know massive point games up uh so I like Eckler but I think we just need to limit our expectations and then the main question with the running backs that I have is who is who's going to replace Melvin Gordon's touches in the running game uh Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly I think they're going to plug both those guys and try to do it by committee uh I think Josh Kelly offers a little bit more uh, you know, near the goal line in short yardage situations. And I do like Justin Jackson quite a bit uh, in the open field. If we look quick at what Justin Jackson did when uh, Melvin was missing, you know, we see, I mean, nothing great for fantasy, of course, but I mean, look at some of these yards per carries that he got, you know, six carries, 57 yards week one for 9.5, uh, seven for 59 yards, you know, a five for 26. You know, he's a good running back. And uh, he's got some, you know, some hidden upside here. He's only 24 years old. He's super fresh and he's been productive so far in this system with this running, you know, this running group. Uh, so I like Justin Jackson as a really late round flyer. And then Josh Kelly, I think he might be the guy that could get some, some red zone touchdowns this year, but um, it's, it's a really tricky situation. We just don't know how, I mean, this team won five games last year with Phillip Rivers. So maybe Tyrod can do something a little bit better than that you know, five, six, seven wins, I think at the most for this team. Um, but I just, I don't know if that's going to create, you know, positive run scripts for some of these other guys, but uh, Austin Eckler for sure, RB2, fire him up there. Uh, the receivers are going to probably take the biggest hit going from Rivers to Tyrod though. Uh, guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, uh, man, I'm nervous because Keenan Allen and, and Philip Rivers had such a good connection for a while there. Uh, we see Keenan Allen, uh, 2019, 149 targets, 104 receptions, just under 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. I, there's there's no way Keenan Allen hits these numbers this year. Uh, it's just not possible. Uh, the year before that, 97 receptions, 126 targets, again, just under 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, the year before that, 102 receptions, 159 targets, almost 1,400 yards. Um, so, I mean, I like Tyrod, but I, I just, I don't see him, uh, being as consistent of a thrower to Keenan Allen as Philip Rivers was. Uh, so maybe Keenan Allen's down in the nineties for receptions and he's still going to be the leading guy in targets on this team. Uh, but I, I just, I think his, his receptions and his yards uh, are coming down. Touchdowns might be the same, but, um, I guess if we look quick at where Keenan Allen finished in a PPR format last year, 
and then we can go from there and kind of project what he's going to do. But Keenan Allen, wide receiver six last year. Okay, so we turned that down a notch, and maybe that makes him a solid wide receiver two this year. Uh, he might be a little bit more inconsistent, but um, it's basically the same thing for Eckler. Both these guys were, I mean, Eckler was RB4, Allen was wide receiver six. Uh, basically just going to knock those guys down a tier and put them into solid uh, running back two and running back uh, wide receiver two, you know, territory. So I think that's the way to evaluate these guys going forward. Mike Williams, he's going to be too boomer, too boom bust for me to like in redraft. He's a best ball candidate for sure. And he did top a thousand yard last year. We see uh, 49 catches, a thousand and one yards and two touchdowns. So I can see the touchdown number growing. That's a, that's definitely a number that I can see. Uh, the accuracy to his throws aren't the greatest. We see 49 receptions on 90 targets. So that could use some improvement. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just going from Tyrod to Phillip Rivers makes me a little uneasy. So I think I'm only drafting Mike Williams in redraft or best ball leagues. Uh, and then I guess after these guys, Andre Patton, rookie Joe Reed, rookie KJ Hill, and then a bunch of guys just trying to make the team for dynasty purposes, Joe Reed here out of Virginia in the fifth round and KJ Hill out of Ohio state in the seventh round. Those are guys that uh, should stick around and be on the team. And I guess it's really all about Justin Herbert. I'm going to be watching to see who he clicks with in the preseason and training camps. Uh, that could be a good tell time, tell sign for the future here. Cause we don't really know what's going to happen with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in the next year or two, uh, if they can pay those guys and keep them around. But uh, Joe Reed, KJ Hill, keep an eye on those guys. And then uh, here we go, tight end Hunter Henry. Now this might be the one guy that I don't really knock down a tier because of the tight end position as a whole is pretty scarce. It doesn't take much to be a good tight end, a tight end one. And if I think about Tyrod Taylor, he's had success with tight ends before. So I'm not too worried about Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry was tight end number nine last year. I think that's around where he can finish, you know, eight, nine, ten. And if he's catching touchdowns and everything and stays healthy, he could be a top five, top six tight end. But I think Hunter Henry is going to be one of his favorite targets. So I'm into that. And even if Herbert's playing, um, Herbert might, you know, be the guy that looks at the tight end as a security blanket. And I like that too. Whereas for, I mean, if Herbert comes in and you're, you're looking at Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, I could see all of, like both of those guys, their numbers could go down quite a bit if Herbert comes in and he's just not on the same page as, you know, Rivers or Taylor were. So I think Henry has the most consistency from Tyrod to Herbert, I guess, and even from Rivers. So he's a guy that I'm not too worried about. He doesn't have a lot of upside, but he could be super safe uh, as far as consistency. And his, his ADP is pretty cheap. He's going around, you know, tight end 8, 9, 10, which is where he should finish. So I don't mind Hunter Henry, but overall, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Chargers fans, but I'm down on drafting Chargers this year. I mean, if I'm looking at taking Austin Eckler, uh, give me some of the other high upside guys instead of him, a guy like Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones. Um, and if you're looking at Keenan Allen round three, I'd I think I'd rather have a guy like uh, maybe Adam Thielen or Juju Smith-Schuster, some guys that I just know, you know, the QBs in place. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm leaning. But I think that's going to do it uh, for the Chargers. I, I, I hope the best for them. I think Justin Herbert's got a lot of – good tools to develop with. And I think this team could be, you know, having a bright future in a year or two. But as far as this year, this, the chargers are one of those teams that I'm kind of staying away from. I just don't trust it. I don't know how many games Tyrod's going to play. I don't know how many games Herbert's going to play. Um, so I, I think I'd prefer to let somebody else take these players and I'll, I'll focus on something else. Um, so that's where I stand. 
leave a comment if you disagree or agree. Uh, like, comment the video. Uh, subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, uh, leave a rating, a review. And I think that's going to do it. We'll see you in another video. Peace.